show. Build up the suspense. It's Friday, people. You are listening live to the Sports Machine with Slim. I am Slim, your host. WKXL Radio. I think this is the end of our third week on the air. I'm branding us New Hampshire's next generation sports talk radio show. This is a show that's going to be a little bit different from the other stuff that you're listening to. I'm sure plenty of you were listening to Greg Hill and his morning show that just finished up, or maybe the morning guys on 98.5. Yep, yep, they've they've got the monopoly on sports talk radio in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and everywhere else in New England. I think Felgrad, the number one rating show um, in all of New England for Nielsen ratings last period. Congratulations to them. They're lucky they're not competing against me in that time spot. So welcome to the show today. You are going to be treated to one hour's worth of sport takes. We're going to cover the Celtics first. Who's that? Jason Tatum complaining to the refs. This dude misses three shots in a row and then comes down the other end of the court and still has the audacity, the unmitigated gall to be complaining to the refs about being called for a foul. I want to hear and today start something new. For my friend Jason Tatum. But before I get to that, hold on 30 seconds. I want to let people know. Just a little preview of what's coming up. We're talking NFL with some insiders who will call into the show on the sports hotline, 603-224-1450. I've got a couple of guests lined up. We're going to be breaking down the Baltimore-Miami game, Patriots-Buffalo, and Kansas City's playing Cincinnati. What is Jamar Chase thinking? This guy trying to stir things up. He might not even play. I drafted this dude with the number two pick in three of my fantasy leagues at the beginning of the season. All three teams were horrible. Guess what? Jamar Chase, you didn't have a good year. Why are you talking right now? I don't really understand that, but we'll save that for a little bit later in the show. I'm going to be talking about the top ten fans of the show at the end. If you don't know what that is, stay tuned. You want to be in the top ten fans of the show. I will tell you why and how it can happen. Let's get back to the Celtics. Jason Tatum. Yesterday I said the Detroit Pistons had lost 28 games in a row. As it came to my attention last night, the White Mamba, Brian Scalabrini, informed us all they had lost 27 games in a row. But it's like I'm a soothsayer or something. I just knew the Celtics were going to beat the Pistons last night. And they did. So the Pistons have now lost 28 in a row. And guess what? The Pistons were up by 20 at halftime. They were putting the smackdown on our Celtics. And everybody who'd bet the Celts was looking around like, what is going on here? Well, what's going on is when you're a terrible, horrible team, you get jacked up to play the best. And you got nothing to lose. And you come out with the eye of the tiger. And you're all fired up. And you come out swinging, baby. And the Celtics are coming out like, oh, we're playing you guys today. Okay. I'll dial up number 28. Sorry. Sorry we're responsible for uh, you know, continuing your, your downward spiral. And the Celtics didn't care. They got down by 20. I'm getting texts from multiple people. Hey, what's going on? What these guys playing are terrible? Well, just just wait. Just wait. As soon as the Celtics actually feel that the, they have a chance at losing, then they'll get fired up and come right back. And boom, third quarter, that leads a race. We're going down to the end. Guess what? That fire kind of disintegrates from the Celts. They battle even out till the end of the game in regulation time. Give the ball to one. Jason Tatum. Even though he really hadn't been coming through, earlier in the game he shot 11 for 31, I think I saw. 
due to 30-some points. You shot 31 times. And more importantly, when the game was on the line at the end of regulation a couple times, Cade Cunningham swatted your stuff, dude. Like, like, I am, I am coming to the conclusion Jason Tatum is not the man at the end of games. And so what I'm going to do today is institute a tracker. I'm going to hang this up. I am writing it down on a piece of paper in my notebook right now. I am instituting here on the Sports Machine with Slim WKXL Radio, revealed newly to the world, the Jason Tatum game winner or tire countdown clock. Start it. We're going to start it from back a week or two ago when he took that step back three against Golden State at the end of regulation. Brick. Missed. And we'll start it from that point, so I'm going to have to back it up. We're probably on day 10. Now the second time here in the last week and a half where he's had a chance to win the game at the end of regulation or overtime or any time. Missed again. Cade Cunningham shutting him down. I'm starting to think, people here, that uh, we need to let Derek White or Drew Holiday be the man. Because Tatum ain't been coming through. How many game-winning shots has this guy had in his career? I'm trying to think back. Like, yeah, he'll hit it buzzer beaters at the end of the first quarter, second quarter when we're up by 10 or yeah, whatnot. But how many game-winning shots has this guy had? He did have one against Milwaukee in the playoffs, didn't he? Was that last year or the year before? Didn't he have one kind of, sort of, near the end of the game? I'm going to have to do some actual research on this. But for today, the Jason Tatum game winner or tire, not T-I-R-E, it'd be more T-I-E. E-R, but that's tier. So let's call it tie, T-I-E dash E-R, or tire. So if he can tie the game on a last-second shot, I'm going to give him credit. He will satisfy the terms of this countdown clock. The Jason Tatum game winner or tire countdown clock started up and will be on the air ready to discuss the next time this guy actually is able to make a shot when the money's on the line at the end of a game. If Kristaps Porzingis wasn't there yesterday to bail him out with his 20 missed shots during the game, we would have lost to a team that had lost 27 in a row on our own home court. Wow. That's just that's just not good. right? I'm not going to blow this out of proportion, though, people, because, let's face it, the Celtics, they're, they're an absolute wagon. I love, love this team. I'm sitting here wearing my Terry Rozier Scary Terry shirt. Nobody has a Scary Terry shirt. I know Terry's on another team right now, but so what? When he was on the Celtics, I love that dude. I still love him. I wish we could get him back. He wanted to jack the ball up, and I don't, I don't think he'd make us a better team today, but I'd like for him to be on the squad. I love me some Terry Rozier. I love Scary Terry. I'm a hardcore Celtics fan. If I'm at home, I'm wearing a Celtics shirt like literally five out of seven days. I've got, I think, five of them, and I wear each of them probably once each week. <laughs> I just love I live and die with the Celtics. So I'm watching last night, and not for nothing, my kids are watching this morning. My five-year-old and seven-year-old, they wake up this morning, and my seven-year-old says, hey, Dad, can I put on the TV? I said, yeah, go ahead, Mila. Yeah, she, she goes over, she turns on the TV, and boom, what's on? Well, it's still on the channel from the night before where I'd been watching the Celtics, and it's the replay of the game. 
So she goes, oh, the Celtics are on. Well, s- seconds later, my five-year-old comes walking in. Oh, the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics. They both they both now love to watch the team. We're a basketball who, uh, family who just loves hoops, and they know how much I love the Celtics. I'm in the other room, and five minutes later, I hear my, my five-year-old go, oh, that's nasty. <laughs> so it must have been some move by the Celtic. I didn't go back in, but I know he's listening to me watching the games, and I love that bonding. That's what the Celtics is to me. I can remember my father uh, and me watching games when I was 10, 11 years old. I can remember staying inside watching the Celtics-Lakers when it was like 95 degrees on June days in the finals, and the other kids are all outside playing. I'm inside sweating my, you know, whatever off and watching the basketball. I love to watch Larry Bird. I love to watch the Celts. I love Jason Tatum. Seems like such a great, nice guy. But, dude, we all are, like, genuflecting at this guy. Like, he's he's the king. Like, we all need to give him the ball at the end of the games. He ain't coming through. And not only is he not coming through, he, like, he can't get to the basket. He can't get to the basket and put in a layup or put in a dunk. And then he has, we have to listen to him cry all the time. Like, I started the show there. Wah! He's coming down complaining to the refs. It's like... Dude, we used to get on LeBron James around here all the time for the whining that he did. But you know what? At least LeBron won. At least LeBron has actually, like, won championships, has come through when the money was on the line. Tatum doesn't even want to contest and go to the hoop. He wants to do step-back fadeaway threes, dude. Like, he's Steph Curry. Steph Curry, another guy who's actually won something. But Tatum just wants to complain. I... I don't want to complain anymore about Tatum and the Celtics. This this is my last rant on Tatum and just the finesse, the expectations. He's put himself on this pedestal. We've built him up on this pedestal to make it seem like he's the next coming. I got news for you, everybody. We went to Sacramento without him and blew that team out by 20 points. This Celtics team is good enough without Jason Tatum to make it to the NBA Finals. I said it. Take Tatum off this team. Everybody else is healthy. The Celtics are still good enough to get to the finals. We might not win at all. Denver would be waiting for us, but that's a hot take, baby. That's what you get here on the Sports Machine with Slim on WKXL Radio. We're coming right back to talk NFL football. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. NHTalkRadio.com is where you can always listen to us live. into the Jason Tatum game winner or tire countdown clock. It was just 10 days ago, December 19th, when Tatum decided to do that step back three at the end of regulation against Golden State, a game that we ended up losing in overtime because his shot clanked off the rim. No ability to get to the hole, draw contact, finish through contact. He'd rather be like, oh, hey, ref, why didn't you call foul? They kind of hit me there. But I'm done complaining. I'm serious. Uh, Everybody is enough to complain about in life, don't we? Everybody out there is stuff to complain about. You don't want to listen to the sports machine with Slim and have me constantly complaining about how Jason Tatum is letting us down. 
You want to hear me talk about how we're going to win it all this year, aren't we? The Celtics are going to win the title this year. And I'm telling you, we're going to be a major reason why. The fans of the Sports Machine with Slim, we are going to power this team through the negativity, through the softness. We're going to be the, uh, the piece that brings things all together. I've got a caller on the line who I want to help me bring things together as we transition away from the Celtics into the NFL talk. Who do we got right here? Hey, Slim, this is Pistol. You feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> I'm feeling lucky now that you're on the line. I love it when the Pistol calls in. People might not know, but he made his first appearance last week on a couple of shows, breaking down some, some NFL football action. I do know you're an NBA fan as well, but I'll tee things up for you. Come in with your shot. What do you like, Pistol? Well, first thing, uh, Slim, is I think I need to be Slim Listener's honesty agent here. I'm sitting here with my Mad Hatter cookie, and uh, I just want to let everybody know, I think you are probably the second worst gambler that I know. I'm estimating about a 30% win percentage, and for most people, you know, that's a good analogy would be a, that's like Scarlett Johansson is to men as Slim is to bookies. You're a bookie's dream. So uh, let's review last year's pick, uh, last week's pick. The, the only person that I think is worse than you is myself. And so what listeners should be looking for is when the two of us corroborate on a pick, you want to go against that pick and you can be made a winner. So we just have a different way on Slim's show of uh, getting people winning tickets. And so last week we uh, talked Cowboys-Dolphins, and uh, both of us like the Cowboys-Dolphins end up covering. Uh, last week, we split on the Patriots-Broncos, and uh, I was lucky enough to come up on top with the Patriots. The thin air in Denver didn't affect them. Uh, Raiders-Chiefs, we both love the Chiefs. The Chiefs don't even win the game. Gi- Giants-Eagles, we both like the Eagles. The Eagles don't cover. So Ravens-49ers, point- <laughs> the pick of our pick of the week is the 49ers, and the Ravens crush the 49ers. So yet again, we're just throwing out winners to people every week, and now let's let's start with this week's game. Riddle uh, me this, riddle me this, before you go forward. How do I have the confidence that I have over this microphone to continue to give out predictions and comments to people, knowing that the record you just presented from last week was so atrocious? Right, that's why... You know, your confidence on the radio sounds fantastic. You sound like you know what you're talking about. That's why I am everybody's honesty agent here, giving slim listeners what they actually need to know, a review of last week's picks and the current record. Uh, And I'm just saying, people, you know, if we get together and we like a team, uh, this is really the, you want to bet against that, and you're going to win big. I'm going to tell you so, something, Pistol. I'm going to t- I'm going to tell you something, Pistol. This is what I need from my callers out there. I need the critique. I need the motivation. That's what I'm trying to do to Jason Tatum. I'm not trying to cut him down to make him feel bad about himself. I'm trying to cut him down so he gets mad and starts to actually come through and like win a game or two for us at the end. You are inspiring me to go next level. What I will tell you is I opened up Tuesday's show with a clip of my statement that this would be the capitulation game for the Patriots against Denver, and Denver was going to smash the pass. I did at least have the honesty to open up the show Tuesday with that uh, playing to show how awfully wrong I was. Go ahead. Let's talk about this week's games. All right. This week's games, I want to jump into the Lions versus Cowboys. Lions are getting five and a half here, but the Cowboys are undefeated at home. That's a 1,000 win percentage. <laughs> they, their closest game has been 
six points at home, and that was against Seattle. Uh, I love the Cowboys in this game. I just feel like the Lions tend to uh, crap themselves every once in a while, and uh, I really, I really think Cowboys uh, blow this one wide open. You know, they, I, I take them at even like a Lions getting plus ten. Dak Prescott's really been struggling for the last two weeks. I had him for an MVP bet when he was the favorite two weeks ago at two to one. He's now like twenty to one or something like that. I don't think there's any way he can he can win the award unless he comes out with like a four or five touchdown day. On it's tomorrow they play. This game is Saturday night eight eighteen. So thank you for previewing the start to our NFL weekend with that one. Yeah. Next up, I got Pats versus Bills. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills are coming in really wanting to man up, and yeah, I think if with a win they make, they're in the playoffs. Uh, Pats are getting 13, though, and that's a huge number for New England. New England's defense has been playing great. They've been forcing turnovers. Their special teams looks good, and Bailey Zappi has them playing pretty well on offense, enough to move the ball for a drive or two. So uh, I like getting the 13 points. I'm going to take the Pats, and uh, I hope I'm right. I like hearing you take that because I love me some Buffalo, baby. I think Buffalo is going to go to the finals of the NFL this year. I'm on the opposite side. I will say that line yesterday was 12, so it's inching up. People are playing Buffalo more and more. The Patriots look good against Denver, but not for nothing. When it came winning time there in the fourth quarter, like Patriots were, were up by, what was it, was it 14 or 17? And uh, Denver in the fourth stormed right back the week before when the Patriots beat uh, Pittsburgh on that Thursday night game, right? They were uh, they had 21 at halftime. They scored zero in the second half. So if the Patriots get behind in this game, lights out. Buffalo still has a chance to win the division pistol. If they beat the Patriots and Miami happens to lose to Baltimore at Baltimore on Sunday, then the next week Buffalo plays Miami and the winner would win the division. What a game that's going to I mean, that's what every NFL fan wants. Let's just jump right into that one. Dolphins versus Ravens. Dolphins getting three and a half. Uh, the Ravens looked like real men last week. They destroyed San Francisco. Brock Purdy was awful in that game. Ravens defense was monstrous in that game. Lamar looked consistent. He looked good. It's hard not to pick the Ravens in this one. I think the Dolphins are pretenders the whole way. Uh, I'm I'm all over the Ravens. I can't believe the line is only three and a half after last week, and this is in Baltimore. It was three yesterday, and not for nothing, their pistol. Rumor has it, I haven't been paying attention, but in the fantasy football league that I run, rumor has it, you are playing against uh, a, a fellow in the finals who I was talking with earlier today, and I think he will be making his first appearance on the show after you. Do you have any words oh, nice. of wisdom for Mr. Brian, who uh, you're squaring off, I believe, in the finals of the fantasy football league this weekend? Well, I, w- I was disappointed not to have a revenge finals matchup against your brother this this week, but I do like the fact that I'll be able to beat down and brag against Brian for years on end. Uh, I, it's unfortunate that he threw in Joe Flacco as a starting quarterback, and I think Flacco had three touchdowns last I last think he made so. the switch to C.J. Stroud last minute last night on the advice of my brother Dave. Oh, perfect. I could, you know, Dave, thanks for the W. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a little fantasy football action. If you out there in the listening audience are in a fantasy football league, what would you think about next year being like the point person calling in for two to three minutes to give the weekly update on the happenings and what happened in your fantasy football league so that all the people in your fantasy football league would hear you talking about that league 
on the radio. That's the type of next generation stuff I'm talking about doing here on New Hampshire's Sports Talk radio show, The Sports Machine with Slim. What do you think about that, Pistol? That's an easy, that's a decent idea, isn't it? That's a pretty good one, and it's not something that anybody else is doing, so I, I, I like those ideas. And is anybody else having the pistol call their show, welcoming, welcoming in himself as saying, are you feeling lucky, punk? <laughs> and the most important part, being an honesty agent, calling out Slim when he needs to be called out. I got some picks that'll be coming up here. Thank you very much, Pistol, for your contribution this week. Hopefully we'll be hearing more from you next week. This weekend's games, Baltimore-Miami. That's the one everybody's keyed up and tuned up to, to watch. And just like the Pistol said, how the heck is Baltimore only favored by three and a half? Well, yesterday it was three. So the action's coming in on Baltimore, as you would expect it to be. But people who are seasoned gamblers who've been around this space for a long time might tell you there's something fishy with that line. Something sketchy that makes me think Miami might be in for a winning weekend. We'll be previewing that game and that information a little bit more in detail as we move forward with the Sports Machine with Slim, a Friday edition. You're listening to WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. Save that on your dial here in the car radio. NHTalkRadio.com is where you can listen to us live. We'll be right back. WKXL Radio, the sports machine with Slim, where you get a little bit of everything, mostly sports, hopefully a little bit less uh, crying and whining as time goes on, I've gotten that Jason Tatum stuff off my chest, I'm going to leave it in the rearview mirror and just look at the Jason Tatum game winner or tire countdown clock and remind myself to stay positive and upbeat, to help me stay positive and upbeat, I'm going to welcome in to the show, on the phone line, a first-time caller. And I could say your name. I did refer to you in our last segment because you are in the finals of my fantasy football league. I did reference your first name as Brian, but you are deserving of being able to call yourself whatever you would like. You come up with the coolest name for yourself. Go right ahead, caller. We're calling myself B-Cow. That's what I've been given a nickname for for the last 10 years, so I will be B-Cow. You sound like somebody who is to be respected. What a nice entrance. Where would you like to start? Would you like to talk to, uh, to Jeremy and put a shout-out or a call-out about uh, your prediction of success for this fantasy uh, football weekend? Well, it's unfortunate I didn't get to hear what he had to say, but I feel, I feel very confident about winning the fantasy championship. I don't know what he said. He can't possibly feel good because I don't think his team is very good. He felt very good. He, he said he was looking forward to being able to uh, brag and hold the Trash Talk Award over you over the course of the next year. I think he's getting ready to yeah, spew uh, some serious venom in your direction. Well, I don't. <laughs> I think if, in order for him to beat me, he's going to have to be, have a very lucky, lucky weekend. That's what I think. He thought I you played Flacco. Where... He thought you played Flacco last night. I informed him, no, I think you made a last-second change and went with C.J. Stroud this weekend instead. He doesn't even know. That's a, so how is he going to win? <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes me feel bad that I'm, I'm at the very bottom of the standings losing to somebody that has no clue what's going on. Yeah, I talked to you earlier about there, uh, there's a lot of situations in that. 
I feel like I have two players in a very good situation this weekend. It's uh, Dallas against Detroit on Saturday night. And uh, the over-under in the game is, is a very high total, which means there's going to be a lot of points on both, you know, a lot of scoring, especially Dallas at home. They've averaged over 30 points in 15 straight games. So, you know, to have the two best receivers on those teams in a high-scoring game puts me in a pretty I feel like I'm going to be in a good spot after that game is over with. <laughs> Interesting insight. Yes, uh, Jeremy, a.k.a. The Pistol, did profile that game as one of his discussion points as we broke down the NFL action here for this up- upcoming weekend. He felt that the Cowboys are a very good pick. In fact, he would be looking to bet them even if they were minus 10. The actual spread's minus 5.5. What do you think is going to happen in that game? Dak's been struggling the last couple of weeks. He has, but he hasn't struggled many times at home. I mean, their closest game at home, they only cover, they didn't cover one game that was against Seattle a couple of weeks ago. They ended up winning by six, I believe. But they've covered every other game at home. The thing, the, the way that um, I've kind of taken a look at games this year is not only that, but Dallas has averaged over 30 points in all their games. In the, and if I'm pretty sure if you look, even 15 straight. So, like, you could have the, the, the attitude and just just to bet the Dallas score, I think the, I don't even think it's 30. I think it's 27 and a half, that team total 28 and a half. You could just bet Dallas to go over that, that for points. And it doesn't really matter what happens in the game because if they've done it, you know, seven out of the last eight games, they've gone over, or maybe it might even be 14 out of the last 15 games there at home. They've scored that many points. Seems like a pretty good, pretty good pick. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, what I would me. tell the, the people in the listening audience. I would say I've been friends with B-Cal here for years and years and years. We've uh, bet a lot of games together. He has morphed into somebody who has had a lot more success in recent years on the gambling side of things than I have. I stay with my own gut feel predictions, pretty much doing the eye test, changing from week to week, saying, oh, this team looks good, that team looks good. B-Cal seems to go more on the percentages side of plays, and uh, from what I can tell, seems to be winning a lot more than I do. I love those types of plays you bring to the table. Like, 11 out of 12 weeks, the Cowboys have scored more than 28 points. They're expected this week, based on the spread and the numbers, is their team total, 28 points. Why wouldn't you just want to play that side of the equation? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I, I talked to you about maybe 20 minutes before I, I came on, and you, you mentioned the one game that people may want to talk about, so... I'm actually driving in the car. I don't even have like my notes and everything in front of me. But I do, I do have one uh, tidbit for the Patriots game, and it's actually a couple different things. And I, I mentioned one of them to you is that the Patriots' run defense is really good, and that's kind of very misleading because everybody thinks that they're a bad team, but they they, they they've allowed I think it's like 58 yards over the last like four or five games. And if you look who they played, like they played teams that are trying to run the ball. And they're still not giving up the rushing yards. So they go in and play in Buffalo this, this week, and the James Cook's over-under for the game is 66.5 yards. And, uh, you know, that game script should, you know, Buffalo, I think, is going to try to run the game. However, they have more than one running back on that team, not just James Cook. They have um, Murray. They have Josh Allen. They have a, So there's lots of guys on that, that team that run the ball. And if the Patriots uh, so. I just look at something like that and say, I, I, in my opinion, I, I don't think that's a very good bet that James Cook goes over 66 and a half. Yeah, I think he goes under against the Patriots. Well, not for it nothing. Is. If he fumbles 
early in the game as he's had a little penchant here, a habit of, of fumbling. There was one game he had three fumbles earlier this year. I think he had one or maybe even two yeah. last week. What if he comes out in the first quarter and fumbles the ball? Like, if you're the coach of Buffalo, don't you finally go, well, hey, dude, like, we just can't keep giving you the ball anymore. Well, that's good for the folks that would have under 66 and a half in the game. True. And also, he's been used more in the passing game in the last four or five weeks, which takes away from those rushing ads. That's a different aspect of his game that wasn't. He had before last week, he had six games in a row with 100 all purpose shots. And a lot of them were catching balls out of the backfield, not rushing the ball. There's two different things. He might, he might have a good game receiving, not necessarily rushing, where the Patriots are pretty good. And there's one other, like, this is a little tidbit, and this is one that <laughs> if the viewers are listening, just listen to what I'm saying and, and just take this play. Devontae Parker, everybody thinks he stinks. He's a, he's a, he's a uh, wide receiver, Patriot, uh, Patriots wide receiver. Um, last the last four weeks, weeks he's been better. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the last four weeks since Bailey Zappi's been the quarterback, he's, he received from 42 yards, 64 yards, 44 yards, and 65 yards the last four weeks. The last three weeks, he's received 19 targets. They're playing Buffalo, and they're a 13-point underdog. So a, a, a simple thought would be that the Patriots, at some point in this game, are going to be behind. They're going to have to throw the ball. The over-under for Devontae Parker this week, yeah, is just 37 and a half yards. 39 and a half at, at, uh, on any you know website. Go ahead, yeah. So if he's gotten that four weeks in a row, and they're going to be in a situation where they're probably going to have to pass, and he's gotten 19 targets the last three weeks, which means he's on, on average of getting 6.3 targets per game, it just seems like like that's a, a good bet for this weekend. Whether you want to bet the game or not, you can watch the game. He could have a 40-yard catch in the first play and he win, he win the bet. This is like it's not a high it's not a high total, but it's something that's happened four weeks in a row. So these are the types of things that I like to put myself in in a position where listen, if that bat loses, it loses. But I'm putting myself in a position where I think that's a good bet, and it's very likely to happen. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking at the live action right now. Over three and a half completions. Or, or receptions by Devontae Parker, yeah, is minus 105. So it's almost even money. And like you said, so you it's 39 and a half. Yeah, bet both right. He's gotten over five receptions, I think, in the last – I think he's gotten over – I don't have like I said, I don't have it in front of me, but I believe he's gotten five receptions in each of the last three games, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that total might be scream, screaming upward after this insider information. And it's really Well, this is why statistics. you get on it on Friday and not on Sunday, because I will tell you right now that yes. I'm not the only one doing research. <laughs> 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 right, I'm not doing any research, whether it's in fantasy football or gambling stuff or whatnot, but there are heavy hitters who are out there doing this, and it's not that hard to look at Devontae Parker's stats from the last four games since Bailey Zappi's been playing, especially, and look at his numbers increasing. And if you know what type of receiver he is, he's more of a downfield threat anyway. He threw a 50, he'll throw a 50-50 ball and just hope that the guy out jumps him. You know, on one play, you could catch a 40-yard play and win your wager. And not have to worry about what happens in the second half or, or how the coach made a bad play or how you've already won your wager in the first quarter. I love it. So you gave us four there. I mean, you said both sides of the Devontae Parker action. You said the Dallas Cowboys for, yes. for a team total. Over. Total over, yeah. Yeah, and what was the other one you said? And this is all statistical betting. I mean, this it's, has nothing to do with James opinion Cook, at all. James Cook, James Cook under rushing yards. And it's just simple as that. The Patriots' rush defense is really good the last four or five weeks. People think the Patriots think they have a really good – Buffalo's going to try to rush. And when they can't – plus, 
I told you, they don't have one running back. They have Josh Allen who rushes the ball 10 to 15 times a game. They have Lamont Murray who comes in and rushes for, depending on how bad Cook's doing or what they're trying to do, five to ten times a game. So, you know, how many carries is he going to get? And he's catching the ball more on the backfield. He's going to get 15 carries. He's going to average five yards against the best rushing defense in the NFL the last four weeks. It's a tough play to bet the under, but if you look at the statistics, it's really not. You kind of feel good about it. You're like, you know what? That's probably going to happen. <laughs> Be Cal, that is the way to finish up this segment and way to make an entrance and an appearance on the Sports Machine with Slim. Thank you very much. We're hoping to hear more from you next week. I'm going to tell you right now, you are going to be listed in the top 10 fans of the show for next week. <laughs> that list will be coming up right after the commercial break here. We're listening on nhtalkradio.com, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord, 101.9 FM in Manchester. This is WKXL. Stay tuned for the top 10 fans of the show for next week. Radio show, the sports monster, the sports machine, the sports machine with Slim. Remember, the sports machine with Slim. If I say it like 10 times, I think that makes it stay in your mind, but we're not going to go to that level. This is WKXL Radio, and this is one of the best callers we have on the show, my brother Dave. That's not me playing favoritism, that's me just rewinding the episodes, listening to them, and uh. You know, critiquing myself and the callers. My brother Dave, welcome to the show on a Friday. I'm glad to be here. I heard from the rest. Time to hear from the best. Well, there you go. I'm going to tell you what. While you're on the line, I'm going to run through the top ten fans of the show for next week, if that's okay. And maybe I'll stop and pause for you to throw in a comment or two along the way. Perfect. Okay, so let's get started. Guess what? Number ten, we got a new entry to the top ten fans of the show. It's Andrew. Our producer slash engineer, I see the look of shock on his face through the window here. Actually, I can't see him, but now I can see him. He's moving. I knew he was back there. He is in the top ten fans of the show because he has to listen to me every day, and he's doing the best that he can to work with what he's got. And uh, for now, I'm what he's got, and he's doing a heck of a job with our callers on there, and I'm proud, proud, happy uh, to have him. Uh, Well, he is number ten. Unfortunately, Andrew, the bad news is... Um, spot number eight and nine is occupied by empty space. Nobody's getting <laughs> those positions because I'm not giving away free spots to people. I'm about, hey, you, you perform, you do the action, you'll be in the game. Eight and nine, you're empty. We're waiting for you, the listeners out there. Call the show, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, etc., etc. Sports Machine NH. That's how you find us. The number seven fan of the show. I think it was number four last week. Jason coming in. I haven't heard much from you. If you don't do anything this week, you're out. I'm making cuts. I got too many friends. You're you're going to get cut if you do not do things. Don't mind that empty space in eight and nine. Number five, BCAL. What an excellent entrance to the show. You just catapulted up the rankings to number five. It was your first contribution, but I think it was excellent. I think I skipped over number six. I did that intentionally. Number six was the pistol. You know why? Because I just want to get them fired up for next week. Number five versus number six 
in the fantasy football playoffs of the league that I run. Dave, what do you think about that? The winner next week should get uh, catapulted up a few spots, I think, in the listings. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I thought Brian was fantastic when he was talking about the matchup. <laughs> if Bissell doesn't know who we played last night, how does he really expect to win this weekend? I thought that was a great day. Yep, very good. Makes a lot of sense. Number four, fan of the show, Chris, former number one. Excellent, excellent contributions. Really has helped me refine my game, so I will always be indebted. I need more from you. You want to get back into that number one spot? You got some work to do, Chris. Number three, I am lucky enough to have him on the line right here, my brother Dave. What do you think about your your spot in the listings here? Disappointing. I'm sorry for that. We'll get back and cover that as we circle around. The number two fan of the show is the number one fan from last week, McBFQ, my cousin Bob from Quincy, comes in in the number two position. He's been a consistent contributor and caller, gives me some good feedback as we build up to the reveal. The number one fan of the show, Dave, I'm going to go immediately to your commentary after I hear this or after I reveal this. The number one spot in the top 10 fans list goes to me. I am my biggest fan, and this week I'm going to be the number one fan of the show. You all can. Too bad. There you go. Yep, that's fine. I love to hear myself talk. I'm number one, baby. What's up? (laughs) My my only real take is uh, is boy Brian. You know, potentially moving B-Cal. out of the top ten. B-Cal. We have to refer to him as B-Cal. He is a man of no, prestige. No, no. We must I respect thought, him as such. I thought your number seven was also another listener named Brian. No, number seven, Jason. Maybe I screwed things Jason. up. Jason. Jason, yeah. well, uh, My apologies, but Jason potentially moving out. I mean, you had B-Cal make one call, and he's up to number five. <laughs> what have you done for us, Jason? That you're, what have you not done that you're going to be moving out of the top ten? Right. Well, last week he, he did give uh, some excellent contributions to me on my own personal messaging for um, Facebook <laughs> and gave me some great support. So I was really rewarding him for that. And when I met him in person and saw him in person, he said positive things too. So it doesn't take much, but it's going to be harder and harder. I play, I do things for people. I gave a copy of the book. In fact, I still need to give Jason his copy. You got a copy of, of the book that I found, the crypto book that you need to read. I give presents. I play tickets for, for people, parlays. If we hit, we're all splitting in the top 10. There's lots of benefits, and there'll be more and more to come as our listenership grows. Right. The popularity becomes greater, so will the ability to make the top 10. Go get them, Dave. We got about five minutes left. My brother, Dave, what would you like to talk about from a football standpoint or basketball? Didn't you have some interesting stat from uh, basketball you wanted to share with us? So I did. You like to beat up on Jason Tatum, and you have—you are what I what I call millennialized. Okay, so I think a lot of people have spent a lot of time on Twitter or Facebook, and social media apps, and they watch this great success of of star players in certain leagues, and they think, "Boy, these guys are awesome." We watch all of these game winners. When the reality is, you know, because you're a homer, you watch every game with all these playing. You see Tatum miss a lot of shots. But if you look at the stats, the stats say all of the greats miss a lot of shots. And so I had two stats that I wanted to break out real quick. Since 1996, there have been 155 players, and this is as of a couple months ago, so I mean, it's, 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 it might be somewhat different now, but it was going to be pretty darn close. 155 players have attempted 25 or more game-winning shots. Out of those 155 players, Jason Tatum, ranks number one in effective field goal percentage, making 46% of his chances to make 
or uh, 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 no. for a big basket for a tie game or to take the lead in the last minute of the game. In the last minute of a game. So he's coming through statistically. I would never have guessed this. But uh, when it's last, actual last second is shot, time ticks off the clock and there's no more time as the ball's in the air, I don't think his percentage is very good at all. So, well, that leads me to LeBron James. You mentioned him, how great a winner. he is. In 20 years, LeBron James has attempted 107 of these field goals in his career. He has made 19 of 107 attempts in the regular season to tie or take a lead in the game in the last minute. No. He's shooting 17% from the floor. Defense no. ramps up at the end of these NBA games. So it becomes much harder to go one-on-one to make a basket. And so while, while Jason Tatum fails more than he succeeds, the data says he's actually pretty darn good at it. And I love the shot attempt he got last night. I think he's going to make that shot one out of every two times, and I will take that shot at the end of every game. I hate it when the statistics don't back up my rants. <laughs> you take a, you, you do so many rants, you'd think that at some point some of the statistics would actually benefit. Sheer luck, right. You'd think I, yeah, even the clock is right. Twice a day, isn't that the expression? So what do you want to talk about here? We got two to three minutes after we're done embarrassing me for my horrible takes. Both you and the pistol just cutting me down a level or two, and I deserve it. I'm fine with it. What do we want to talk about? Do you got any predictions or anything that's going on that's exciting you this uh, NFL weekend? Well, I mean, the, the one thing I really like is the, the Patriots under. I think that Buffalo's been running the ball a lot the last few weeks. They're trying to control the game that's allowed their defense to play significantly better, more aggressive, they're not tired. That's been the consistent theme with that team. They're going to try and run the ball, and I think a previous call has mentioned that. I think the Patriots are going to want to run the ball. They're going to try and keep it close. The 13, I kind of like the Patriots, but I just think that game is going to be very low scoring. So that would be the one game in the NFL that I I really like this weekend. And the college side of things, I think there's a ton of college football games going on. Starting today and then again tomorrow, you've got a lot of these top 10 team matchups. That I think are very interesting. I don't know if you'd want to you know, look at any one of those specifically. Dave, think about one game. I'm going to give you one minute as we wrap up the show. We probably got two minutes, but I will tell everybody we're going to have a new content episode. Me and Dave are actually going to put it together here over the weekend. Monday night, everybody, is New Year's Day. Monday's New Year's Day. Congratulations, everybody. We made it through another year. I hope you have a great night, New Year's Eve. And then uh, Monday, New Year's Day, we got a, a football day in college that's going to be just incredible. We got Michigan and Alabama, and then that night we got Washington taking on Texas. I'm a huge fan of the over in the Washington-Texas game, but we're going to put it together uh, a kind of a, a show focused on those two big games for Monday. That'll be playing live on Monday uh, between 10 and 11 here on the Sports Machines. So when the regular time, we'll have a new content for you. Dave, what game would you like people to think about here this weekend as we kind of end up the show today? So, from a betting standpoint, I would go to the Georgia Florida State game tomorrow at four o'clock. Precedes the NFL game. The line is now twenty for Florida State. The over under is forty four, and that over under is very low. That's based on Florida State having a pretty good defense this year. The ACC has been terrible. Their three top teams outside of Florida State have all gotten crunched in their bowl games. Florida State lost. I think it's 26 people to the transfer portal, including their backup quarterback. Their starting quarterback's already been hurt. I don't expect Florida State to score, but I do think Georgia's going to be able to light up the scoreboard, and I like Kirby as a coach. I expect them to put up a lot of points. I'm all over Georgia in the over and that game. I'm with you. I'm with you. I just I think they have seven all-ACC players, Florida State, that aren't going to be playing. So seven of their best players 
are not playing in this game. 26 total players from the team not playing in this game. That's too much to overcome as we wind down the show for today and you can hear the music in the background everybody thanks so much for following along with us on this ride we're building something special here i'm telling you 2024 is going to be awesome come along for the ride the sports machine with slim on wkxl radio you're listening 1450 a.m 103.9 fm in concord 101.9 fm in manchester nhtalkradio.com happy new year